Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. And today, uh, I don't know where we're going today. <laughs> we're going to do... <laughs> I'm not really sure. Uh, we're both a little tired. We're both a little excited. It's uh, It's been a long week, it sounds, for both of us. But uh, I'm actually afraid it's Friday, and I'm excited to chat with you, Bill. I can't wait. I feel that we had a... We had a gap week, and so we're back on the plan. And uh, yeah, what, what should we get into right away? Um, well, I went to um, a convention last Ooh. weekend. Nice. Uh, well, we- weekend before last, actually. So uh, to CincyCon, which weirdly is in Cincinnati. Huh, what a coincidence. Um, right? Um, so I was there for two days, or basically a, a day and a half, and um, I got to play a four-player game of Lost Drones of Arnak, which I think we talked to death about yes. uh, <laughs> last time. So, uh, so I won't get too far into that, except for the fact that it is say a very different uh, but very neat experience with four versus uh, the two that I had played with prior. Um, and then I ended up watching about I'd say ten to. 12 hours combined of uh, Warhammer 40k battles. <laughs> so it sort of took me back to my youth. And uh, before I knew it, like the convention was over. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched a whole bunch of that. Were you imprisoned at the time against your will? Or was that. <laughs> I love it. Like, I, I had my very first game convention ever was Tacticon in Denver when I was in high school. And uh, and I just turned 46 this week, uh, a couple days ago, and so um, that tells you how long ago this was. And uh, I we we went we showed up on Friday, and we were actually staying in the hotel there at the uh, at the convention center, and we ended up playing uh, Warhammer 40k all night, like through the night and into the next morning, and never did go to our hotel room um so i have like a long history with with warhammer 40k and i really really love it and just sort of got enthralled watching the the newest updates because when i played it was uh where it was rogue trader which i think was uh might have been the second edition either first or second edition but it was uh way way back in the very beginnings and i think it has had several several revamps since then so to see some of the rule changes and a lot of the uh the different weapons and the different stuff going on as uh was was really neat and i just sort of lost track of time and uh (laughs) it was wonderful it was absolutely wonderful nice um, yeah, that sounds cool. I've, I've, I, uh, the, us Midwesterners, I think we have some of the, the greatest conventions in my mind because we're good at staying inside <laughs> most of the year. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It was, a, it was a smaller convention. It was, uh, you know, like a local con, kind of similar to what like a Genghis Con or Tacticon in Denver would be. Um, but it was, uh, it was nice. It was fun. And uh, and I would definitely do it again next year on my list for sure though because we're so close is uh, Gen Con and Origins both are are reasonably close to me so yeah that's that's on the list nice yeah that'd be so cool I uh, I would love to go to Gen Con as well because you've never you've never been right to be previously I, ha- I have not 
Yeah. Well, now you're close to the action because uh, all the East Coast is where it's at, it seems. like I know like Portland has some amazing conventions, but then it seems like it's all Midwest to East Coast is the uh, primary ones, the big ones, the, the yeah. exciting ones. Gen Con's in Indianapolis. That's only like uh, it's like an hour and a half, two hours from here. So, oh, nice. That's yeah. a day trip. You could go out and back, and <laughs> Not that, exactly. you'd want to. that sounds actually terrible to be like <laughs> end your day of fun gaming with an hour and a half drive. <laughs> yeah, just I'll get pass the hotel. What am I thinking? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, although with uh, with Gen Con, I don't know how hotel prices look. If you don't oh, book true. far enough in advance, so it might actually be kind of okay to save, you know, two hundred bucks a night to uh, <laughs> right. to be able to just drive home, do it again yeah. the next day. I guess it depends on how you feel about car camping. Yes. <laughs> well, that's so, exciting. That's that's should... a, that was a fun. Note. Well, I haven't had any massive uh, trip adventures like you have, but I have had some fun playthroughs recently. Um, I just got done yesterday, or no, two days ago. Doing, uh, I got Battlestar Galactica to the table again, which was really fun. Uh, I, it was me and five other newbies from our group that had never played it. I mean, they've played a lot of games, but um, they were uh, newbies to BSG, and it was really fun. It actually went. We played it uh, in exactly four hours, which was about right, and that's due to everyone being experienced gamers. But uh, about you know, it's pretty short for a full complement at BSG that. Definitely yeah, can go sure. a lot longer than that, and uh, it was great. It was great. It was fun. I I can definitely tell. I've I've had some recent playthroughs over the last few years, and I still really love this game. But BSG shows its age a little bit um, compared to like other games that are out right now, and just the structures that are popular. And um, but what it does, it does it really, really well. But I will say I am excited for Unfathomable to come out. I am too. Yes, I've been I've been observing and kind of trying to keep an eye on. Do you do you have any idea what's different uh, outside of the obvious like reskinning? I don't. I was wise, trying to but... I was trying to get into that and I couldn't really suss out like where where they went with it exactly in that way. So I know that. Um, uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking on the uh, designer's name. Uh, Battlestar, uh, Corey uh, Knizia. Um, I know he was involved and heavily involved, and so definitely I'm assuming they tried to keep the feel, but maybe I, I hope they tweaked the mechanisms. <laughs> or just reskinned it. Screw it. You'll buy it, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard there was there were some, some streamlined elements to it and things like that. I don't think it's like a 1,000%. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm bad at math, apparently, but uh, 100% uh, reskin. But but I'm I'm curious because I'd imagine you'd have to make some adjustments just for the theme alone. The fact yeah, that you don't sure. have you know Cylons that don't know their Cylons, then... <laughs> fish humans who don't know their fish monsters, fish, <laughs> right? Right? Because that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm also very excited for that and I I hope uh I I hope to get my my hands on it. Uh even though I know, I know full well, uh I may never get it to the table or I may get it to the table one time ever. Um yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm also excited for it. I I really enjoyed the uh the playthrough of BSG that we I did with you. Yeah. Yeah. Back. 
it it's beautiful too. The artwork is great. It's what you'd expect for an Arkham game. Obviously, all, all most of the Arkham games and Fantasy Flight just they shoot it out of the park with the artwork. It's got some fun minis, and uh, yeah, I'm very I am very curious how it goes though because there is it from what I can see from the board at least there is only one ship, but you know, a, literally a seafaring ship that you're on. And yes. in BSG, uh, revealed Cylons go to one of four Cylon locations to do things. And, I mean, I guess you don't need to go to a location. I guess maybe the alternative location is the sea <laughs> because this is, like, from the deep Returns monsters. to the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I live. Down. Right. Because yeah. I'm a fish man. <laughs> yeah. Your ship is the odd one out. You're literally sailing through my living room, so... <laughs> But yeah, I'm super excited for it too. I think I uh, I've been kind of hemming and hawing about picking it up now. Board, uh, Game Nerds, of course, has a pre-release reduction in cost, mm-hmm. which they do a lot, and it's I you know purchased from them for a amount, and so I'm I'm convincing myself as we speak to purchase it. <laughs> but I'm really excited about it too. Uh, let's see. What else, what have you played? I, I got that in. and Oh, actually, before I get to what you played, I had a hilarious experience with Great Western Trail recently as well. Um, so. Oh. <laughs> I was talking with a friend from our group, and he's been um, picking up a few games used here and there. He's he's kind of um, re-entering. I, actually, I don't know if he was a gamer before. He's entering being a game-obsessed person like we all are, and it's been fun to sort of watch his journey because he'll show up one day and be like, Hey, Kaz, uh, yeah, I ordered these games. What do you think of them? And there's like 10 games. <laughs> He's just buying in like bulk, <laughs> like a pallet of games. But <laughs> but they're it's all really good games. man after my own heart. <laughs> right, yeah. They're all really good games and some classics in there, some uh, recent ones. And um, so he's, he's kind of building his collection and really excited about gaming. So it's been really cool to watch him um, just fall in love with the, the – uh, hobby but we were talking about great western trail and he was like yeah i picked this up i really want to play it and i was like oh yeah i would love to play it count me in if should we do it next game night and he was like yeah let's do it and um i took that to mean oh cool you're gonna learn the rules and it's your game you're gonna learn the rules and you're gonna be ready to play it next game night and i have played it before but i'll need a little refresher so as you're explaining the rules to the newbies i'll you know i'll get it uh but what actually happened is i showed up (laughs) And he had not looked at the rules, and he's like, all right, Kaz, teach us how to play. <laughs> and it's been, like, a year <laughs> since I've played this game. <laughs> and I was – I had – I so I am starting a new job this week, and I am just brain fried. And so on Tuesday, I had just a day of, like, onboarding and learning new systems, and I was just, like, not ready <laughs> – to some, summon <laughs> memories from a year ago, much less coherently explain them. And so <laughs> it was about an hour of me uh, guiding setup and then like, okay, guys, uh, all right, I, I do remember how to play this sort of, but I'm just going to go through the stages. And if you've ever played Great Western Trail before, you know, once you get into the game, it makes a lot of sense. But it is a Euro and it is got a lot of like, um, just like, little rules here and there of how things work. And you got to remind yourself, how does that work? And how does that interplay? And oh my God, I was so brain dead by the end of the night. And we only got like a third of the way through the game. I was <laughs> going to so say, very unsatisfying. the first time that I tried to play Great Western Trail with Brandon and somebody else at, at game night, like 
we he opened it he explained it and we were yeah maybe a third of the way through and they were closing (laughs) and we're like yeah we should probably take off and uh so we don't know how that game ever ended but um but i've played it plenty of times since then but i'm with you like i have played it i've probably played it i don't know four or five times and uh and really enjoy it but i couldn't sit down right now and teach somebody no to play it i would have to literally go through the rule book or watch a refresher video or or something yeah no not at all right like and and so i felt i felt bad but i also felt a little like what the hell man if you want me to teach it clearly ask me to teach it or prepare me for this right right uh you know because you know there's just kind of an unspoken thing if you are gathering people around a game you are taking responsibility that you're going to teach it even if you don't know it a lot of times your first time playing it and so like be prepared to know the rules well enough to play this game that you're bringing to the table i'm not mad about right. it by any means i was kind of funny it's funny looking back on it but i definitely was like oh uh okay well i'm gonna apologize in advance for wasting everyone's time for the next hour as i figure this out <laughs> yeah if it's your game and you want to play it and then then 100% you should be prepared to teach it unless somebody else is like, hey, bring that game. I, it's my favorite. I'll teach everyone. In which case, yeah. okay, fine. But otherwise, assume if it's your game, it's your <laughs> rules, you, you're teaching it. So right. for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So I actually have three games coming. Uh, I got a, uh, Larry got me a gift certificate for my birthday. And so nice. I ordered uh, three games, one of which I know should already be on my shelf, I but I still never played it, which is Everdell. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I know everyone, nice. everyone loves Everdell. <laughs> um, and then because you were so bullish on it, I got Furnace. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, you're going to love it. I think you're going to really yeah. love that one. And uh, Cascadia. I've been intrigued by Cascadia for like a, a while now. And uh, I I just bit the bullet and I'm like, okay, it's free. So um, I'm, I'm very interested. Cascadia. I've not heard of that. Cascadia. Um, it's uh, there's some tiling and uh, it... Uh, the thing that actually really attracted me to it oh, is I, I read one review that said, like, the full extent of setting this game up is, like, pulling the tiles out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I can get that to the table. <laughs> 30, 30 seconds of setup, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious. Uh, yeah, but I, I've, I've heard really nothing but, but good things about it. Uh, it's not an overly complicated game but i i hear it has pretty pretty deep strategy to it so um i'm cool i'm excited yeah excuse me um is it a who publishes it uh, flat out games okay it oh, is that's... really pretty yeah it's beautiful yeah so that's sobel i wonder if she's done any other art for any other games i'm gonna look it up um Did you say beth sobel yes has done a ton of art okay, for a that's million what I said. other games. <laughs> it sounded she's familiar. Like that's super. Like. Yeah, she's like super yeah. famous. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't remember anything, Bill. You know that. Okay. <laughs> I um, barely remember I did, what, what we're doing. <laughs> I I did get in the mail uh-huh. yesterday a Kickstarter, which was, uh, gosh, 
I've been waiting on this Kickstarter for a couple of years now. Um, but Car Wars, 6th edition. Oh, cool. <laughs> finally came in the biggest box I've literally ever seen. Um, I I swear it's bigger than, uh, than Gloomhaven. At, yeah. at least depth-wise, this thing is ridiculous big. Um, <laughs> but it, there's so much in it. It is awesome i didn't get like i didn't go all in on this or anything but uh i did buy a bunch of the add-ons and extra models and and upgraded armory stop pack and the crew packs and all that stuff so uh i was a huge i've been a huge car wars fan since like the 80s yeah, when, when no, they I remember had, you like, talking the... about how excited you were when you <laughs> yeah. like, ordered it, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, when they had the little plastic boxes that that like had the the peg hooks on them. Yeah, and the maps you could like unfold, and and the little uh, the little cardboard cars that you cut out with scissors. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty sweet. <laughs> Super high tech stuff back then. But back uh, in the day when you had to work for your games. <laughs> yeah. But the models are beautiful, and I really, uh, I am struck by one thing as I, I finished looking through the rules, and I've kind of done like a little bit of uh, quick play setup with myself, and um, it is very much, uh, I'm going to make this comparison, it's very much X-Wing with cars. Mm, interesting. Re- reminds okay. me of X-Wing a lot in that you like, you build your crew and you build your you have a certain number of build points and you build like you know with weapons and armor and all that stuff and then you fly around well in this case you you drive around uh but it still uses like the the turn radius uh dealies you know where you hold hold it down and then you move the the model and then you move and then you turn with these turn radius uh deals just ju- uh, very similar to what um, what X Wing oh, yeah. does. All right, I see now. I was looking at the so, fifth edition, and I was like, "Huh, that seems huh." And now I'm like, "Oh, okay, the sixth edition. There we go." Yeah, S- <laughs> yeah. sixth edition is, uh, is the Quite is a jump. The, the one to look at. Yes, huge jump, huge jump. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's a very different game. If anyone is expecting like um, the original Car Wars. With all of its super customization and like, yeah, the the best part about Car Wars used to be spending two hours with a you know a pencil and a you know notebook and you know planning out like your your perfect car down to the details, and uh, it was always more fun building your car and expanding your car and buying more stuff for your car than it really was fighting. Yeah, this. This game is really about the auto dueling, much more so. Uh, you can toss your cars together pretty quick in a few minutes. Um, obviously, you can make it take as long as you want, but it's it's much more streamlined in the uh, in that regard. Uh, but I, I think it still captures a lot of that that feel, mm-hmm. um, but just in, in a much more streamlined way. And and I know the reason Aaron didn't. Uh, didn't want to back it is because it didn't to him watching the video the the playthrough videos that they had on the kickstarter didn't feel like the old school car wars and it really is is different um 
And, and I, it's the same reason why, like, somebody who used to play the old Battletech, you know, doesn't want to play... I don't know, X-Wing or Warhammer 40K or something, because it's just less math to it. You mm-hmm. know, it's, uh, it, it is more streamlined. It is meant more for the masses. Um, you don't have to be a basement nerd to, uh, to really get into it. Although you can be, I am. And, <laughs> and I, I so far really like it. Uh, but I'm a huge, huge, huge X-Wing fan. And I can't get anyone to play that with me either. So this <laughs> may may have been another gigantic colossal waste of money. But uh but it's it's okay. I, I think uh I think Joey will play it with me when he comes back at some point. So Nice. We'll see. Yeah, you meet him you'll meet him at the door with uh <laughs> Car Wars. Hello, yes. Joey. Come inside. It's already set up. <laughs> I know you can't see my face because this box is so big. <laughs> And pushing it into your face. Look at it. It's it's amazing. It is enormous, uh, especially with all the extra stuff. So um, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. I've been waiting for this forever. So yeah, yeah. I feel like you've yeah. yeah, I feel like you've mentioned it. Like the last time you mentioned it, or or I'm thinking back, like when we've talked about before. It it seems like so long ago. It (laughs) was a long time ago. Uh, well, that's cool. I am uh, speaking of cars. I am. Uh, we've talked Wasteland Express before, and I'm going to a gameplay thing tomorrow. And I'm trying to think like, ah, what game should I bring? I I want to play that other people might not have played that I want to. I haven't played, and in a long time. And I'm going to bring Wasteland Express, which uh, kind of just Car Wars made me think of because um, oh, I yeah. think the last time I played it was when we played it at Aaron's, and I ended up buying it, but I have not played it since because once again it was kind of hard to get to the table um but also a game that i had a lot of fun with so i'm tr- looking forward to trying it again and and getting into the uh post-apocalyptic mad max version of board gaming basically yes i own it as well we talked about this not too long ago i found it uh like super duper cheap yeah um but it was a used copy but everything's in it and it's uh it's still got all the, the like game trays and everything i just didn't have to spend three hours punching it all out yeah right. <laughs> so uh but yeah that's uh i'm i'm jealous because that that's such a fun game i would love love to get that back to the table at some point yeah i'm super excited it's uh I, one of those things where i'm trying to remember back and i'm like did i i'm looking back with road rose colored glasses here or did i really have that much fun and I, I think we had a lot of fun with that game it was pretty fun i i had that much fun yeah, uh, I I, think so. I wanted it. I was I was gonna get it, but then you bought it, and I'm like, oh, okay, Kaz bought it, so I don't need to. And then literally, like, we never heard about it again. Right. <laughs> he just won't Cause, share it anymore. Because <laughs> it really isn't a game you can like run over to game night because no. a it's probably too long, but it's gigantic too. Yeah, there's a lot of so setup. You need yeah, you need a lot of room to play it. And it's one of those things. I think that if if you got two or three, probably three people that have played it a bunch and really knew it backwards and forwards you might be able to get it done in a game night yeah but even then you didn't have to make sure you had a pretty pretty big table yeah yeah even at this point i don't know if aaron would even be would be hard pressed to be like how do we play this thing again (laughs) it's been so long i don't i'm guessing he hasn't played it again since we played it at his place yeah but aaron's like the master of like let me pick up the rule book here real quick and okay I can teach this. Yeah. No, he is pretty <laughs> like, good at right. that. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
I did actually also while Larry was here, I got a play in, not to beat a dead horse, but uh, I got a play in three player of Dune Imperium. Oh, nice. So finally a game of it that wasn't solo. And, nice. Um, how'd, it, how'd it go? I really, really liked it. It was It's a very <laughs> different experience with, with three. I enjoyed it a lot, a lot. Um, I won because I was the only one who'd played it before. And by the time <laughs> everyone else kind of really started understanding where we were going here, it was over. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I very distinctly had an advantage. It's one of those things where everyone's like, oh, yeah, if I could play that again right now, I would do a lot of things differently. And I'm like, damn, that means I'd probably lose. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to get my winnings in early when nobody else knows how to play. I'm like, oh, you didn't know that did that? Yeah, sorry, I thought I explained that. Yeah, that's how you win the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you just got to go there and click that button. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of Dune Imperium, I actually got a playthrough of Dune Imperium recently as well. So that was my first <gasps> and one and only. Um, you but did. I did get to play it, and uh, I had a lot of fun. I got trounced once again by players who uh, – well, wait. Actually, no. Jeff won, but I don't, I don't think he played it before. But that's just what Jeff does. Um, but right. I was way, way, way last. And, um, yeah, it's so interesting. Like, the, the mechanisms are very clear and straightforward. They in, There's a lot of inter, interplay between them. Uh, but I was trying to think, like, why – did I do so terribly? <laughs> and I, I was, it's in the deck building is interesting because I was kind of expecting a clank type of uh, approach because there are tons, a big stack of cards that are going to fill the market. And it's, it's definitely not, there's definitely a, and I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but it's kind of like a, the, what the game wants you to do is sort of a skew from what I was expecting, not in a bad way, just in a way that I wasn't expecting. And so I am really excited to play it again because I thought I'd just, I'm going to go heavy deck building. And what happened is that I just never could chain things together correctly. Um, And that's just probably my ignorance of how the functions work or how to slough cards out of my deck and things like that. But I, I ended up, probably trying to do too many going too many directions within the game and the game definitely doesn't want you to do that it kind of wants you to do uh focus on a few things and then really just go after them at least that's my impression um and that's cool though because that makes more sense in the dune world is that you are really you know you're strong in certain things and that's your backup and that allows you to to sort of spread out into other areas or other influence um but anyway i had a real good time i was horrible at it but i really want to try it again to get kind of figure this game out it's it's very unique it feels different than um any other deck builder system that i've i've really played yeah and i actually and going back to the deck building part of it i really want to talk about this for for a few minutes um (laughs) from a different different perspective i noticed uh one of the things that got larry at the end was he knew exactly what he wanted to do and needed to do but he couldn't draw the cards to do it. Right. And and it it led me to really kind of look at what advantages do the cards that I buy have versus the cards that I saw he and Kirsten buy. Sure. And and I've come to the conclusion that with Dune especially um you're much more rewarded buying one really large card right than buying two or three small cards like two or three point cards and just just to get them in your deck 
mm-hmm. because and and you really need to look at more than just what does the effect do but really into where does it allow me to go because there's a lot of times when man I just need to collect spice so that I can do this and I don't have any cards that are going to get me to a racket you know mm-hmm. uh so so you're just like what am I what what do I do what do I do and that was that was his dilemma and what I focus the most on buying was cards that were a very pricey but but those pricier cards do give you more options more more planets or areas uh worker placement areas to go to so you have more options so i was having a lot more uh, i kind of knew what was coming up in my deck because my deck was half the size of theirs Mm mm-hmm And so it was easier for me to kind of control and cull and sort of predict what was coming. And, uh, and, and so I, I firmly believe that it very much rewards, um, picky buying versus just mass buying to buy. Like, like some deck builders really do reward, Hey, just as many cards as you can get that are more powerful than your starting piece of shit hand cards, then uh, that you'll do great, but this really it doesn't seem to reward even the like the, the like two and three point cards. A lot of times, uh, unless it, it gears towards a very very specific strategy that you have, like synergizes really well with some of your other cards, mm-hmm. um, they're really not worth it. Yeah, no, I, they I just totally agree with that. Junk up your hand. Yeah, it's like filling your hand with a bunch of fear cards in Arnak. Like who would do that on purpose? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good. I think that's you hit on it. I think it's just a tighter deck building system um, that I just wasn't ready for. I get you know, and my comparison was Clank, and Clank is obviously a way lighter game, but also Clank has the cards f- always further your turn. And Dune, you really have to be, like you said, thoughtful of exactly how it's going to influence what you're already doing and if it's not going to directly help you it's just going to get in the way like every time it comes up it should be doing something that helps you and so yeah i definitely had that similar feeling um that uh larry had where i just was like i know what i need to do but i have a hand of crap (laughs) and uh and i can't really do much with that crap because there's just uh whatever there's a spot all the spots that are taken or i don't have water i don't have spice whatever it was but um yeah i think you hit it on the head right there yeah, and and you see what I mean when when I try to explain like it it felt it Dune feels way more like a mm-hmm. pure deck builder and a pure a worker placement game than Arnak does. Yeah, for sure. Arnak's yeah. worker placement just feels more like exploration and and just like action selection more so than than worker placement, and uh, and the deck building you could really take or leave. Uh, Dune really focuses on the deck building, like because that's an entire that's your your whole reveal phase is all about getting cards, and, yeah. and or getting the the right cards. So it's it very much puts deck building as a like you can't ignore deck building in Dune. I feel like you can you can strategically ignore deck building in um, Arnak if you go really heavily after some other things. But you can't yeah. really you can't do it in Dune. There's just it's not. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's a tighter system. All the systems in Dune are tighter. It's a tighter game in general, and so yeah. you have to really 
consider those choices from the market. It so yeah, it makes me really want to play it again though, because it I like what it did. I love the I love the tightness of the game. Dune should be a tight game. It's a uh, it's a tense um, intellectual property <laughs> in general, and so that is very much on brand with uh, how the game felt. <laughs> Whatever house I was, uh, oh no, I was a trades. I was uh, Paul, and uh, Paul did not <laughs> reach his legendary status <laughs> in my version. I was. Again. I was let out, Leto. Nice. I was. I was Paul's dad. Leto <laughs> <laughs> oh, Atreides. Yes, I was Paul's dad, and uh, and I just destroyed everybody. So it was great. <laughs> it felt great. Um, but yeah, e- even then it was still tight. Like I won with with ten. I got to ten uh, victory points, but like it was like. Eight and nine were the two behind me, so it was uh, or seven and eight. But they, they, they neither one of them were like super lagging behind. It wasn't like somebody had like two points or something, and I just steamrolled everybody. Um, I got two on the very end uh, when I won the the combat, and it was uh, for winning the combat you get the two two victory points. Um, so. The, uh, the the neatest part for me, honestly, the coolest part for me about that game, especially with three players, is timing when uh, combat matters. Yes, yeah, for sure. Because you can go heavy after combat in a round and be like, oh, I won uh, two spice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but then, like, the next, the, the next round... All of a sudden, you can win a victory point or even two victory points, and you're like, "Man, I should have waited. I could have done right. all this cool stuff and gotten, you know, all these guys." And I went heavy after intrigue cards, so I had a whole bunch of extra swords for combat to to kind of help pull through, and so I managed to win like the right combats, which is is yeah. huge, huge. Yeah, uh, it it's so cool. I think that's the- neat. I agree. Like the combat mechanism in general was great. I really thought it was a really cool way to how do you send commit your f- soldiers to combat or prep them uh, for combat and keep them. Uh, you know, you building up this army to like suddenly launch it into combat. Um, yeah, I thought that was really really cool in the way it worked. And but but the swings uh, is. I totally second that because I was going to be like, ah, I'll just, they're, they're all going, we played a full compliment. So it was four players. I was like, ah, they're kind of going heavy combat. So I'll just, whatever. But then I'm like watching the battles happen. I'm like, well, that looks fun. I'm going to try to get in some combat. And my <laughs> experience once again was the combats that I won were just trash. <laughs> it was just like, who cares? <laughs> right. Like, right. It's, it's the one where you get, yeah, you get like, uh, you get like two spice and a card or something. Right. And you're like, right. well, but why is that the one I had to win? <laughs> Right, yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, cool, I got my card. And then next round, Jeff gets five points or something insane. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking yeah, of Jeff, like, I feel like this... Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, of course he does. Uh, th- this game is like designed for Jeff's how Jeff's brain works. <laughs> I feel like like he just freaking crushed us. And uh, like uh, uh, Skip, who's a, someone... I'm not sure if you've met Skip, but um, he's a new um, addition to the game group this year, and he brought it. And I think Skip was the only one who had played it. Oh no, there was another another player who had played it. But Skip was definitely it was his game and his experienced. He was the most experienced player. But still, Jeff was just like you could just see Jeff like things clicking into place in Jeff's mind and figuring it out. And he's like, okay, I got this. And then it just was a stampede to victory. 
you can always spot when you when you explain a game to Jeff and the just the look in his eyes before he even starts, you know, you know if he's going to win this game or not. Because right. sometimes he's just like, oh, okay. And you're like, oh, shit. Shit. He's literally <laughs> mapped out this game already. This game's over. Yeah. He's just really he's just trying to figure out which turn he wins in. Yeah. Uh, that is very Jeff. And it's frustrating because I wish I had games that I was that good at. I'm pretty much garbage at most games. Almost all of them. So. Yep. Yeah. I, have that. I suffer from that affliction as well. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Because then your decision is, well, do I try to win or I just try to get in Jeff's way? Because <laughs> that's fun as well. <laughs> so, sometimes that literally is the name of the game. Is can can I can I just make it harder for Jeff to win? <laughs> Which that's the answer is yes. Uh, you can, but he'll still win. So, right. And, yeah, Somehow it'll work know. out. Um, yeah, speaking of, Jeff was at the BSG game, the Battlestar game, and I haven't debriefed with him yet if he enjoyed himself, because it was it is co-op. Jeff did turn out to be a Cylon, and uh, the, the Cylons did win on the last turn. Um, so I wonder, uh, I'm curious what his thoughts are, because Jeff notoriously hates co-op games. Because people just games. get in his way. <laughs> but... I don't ever classify. I I have trouble classifying BSG as a co-op game. I know it. I agree. Technically, yeah. it it is, but to me, it's kind of like really up until somebody wins, a side wins, like till the end, like everybody is uh, is kind of playing for themselves mm-hmm. and what their side is, and you don't know, like you don't fully commit to helping anyone to co-oping truly with anyone i mean you're kind of prepared for that stab in the back right which i i think is really to me makes it i i hate the word i hate the term semi-co-op because i just it has a lot of bad connotations even though i i theoretically kind of like the semi-co-op genre i don't like calling it that yeah um because I, I i like games with you know the hidden trader and uh games that have like uh, individual winning conditions or uh, things that you have to accomplish and so you look suspicious and and i understand like the mechanisms behind all that and i think that's super fun uh, a lot of people can't stand that but uh yeah I, i'd be curious too if you talk to jeff i'd be curious to see what he thinks of it from a co-op versus not co-op sort of perspective yeah yeah i'll let you know all right let's see what else could we talk about today what do we got um what other playthroughs i'm 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 blanking on some that i've done i'm trying to remember it's got to be you because uh you got to carry us because that's (laughs) i've i just i've i've unloaded everything at this point Uh, you know what I did play recently? I think I've mentioned this before a while ago, but uh, I played a few rounds of Magic this uh, last week and had just a blast doing it. I I really like Magic. It's so fun to go back to. I definitely don't want to get into it again and go down that rabbit hole, but like I you have... You can't um, afford to get into it. No, I really can't. No one can. <laughs> no right. one in this world can. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos is like, do I go to the moon or do, <laughs> do I, I get go into magic? <laughs> to the magic store and try and complete my collection? Yeah. Right. Uh, moon seems much more fiscally responsible. Right? Um, and probably cheaper. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. It is a rabbit hole to go down, but I resisted that temptation, and I've uh, just been picking up uh, some decks here and there. And um, there's uh, one of our game group people, Ramses, is uh, also a ma- magic player and or likes to play magic. And so we met up and played a few games, which was really fun. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I know magic isn't, it's by no means the best card game out there, but it still is, holds up and it's still pretty fun to play as long as you don't get crazy obsessed with it. Not just buying it, but you can get just obsessed with magic itself and just, uh, man, don't do that. Just chill out, play the game, have fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I, magic is the key to making any, I don't know, 14-year-old, literally the angriest human being in the world yeah just bitter and and yeah (laughs) resentful just like raging like trash talking about your mother and stuff like usually you have to play call of duty you know multiplayer to hear that kind of awesome stuff but you can hear it (laughs) actually in a game store uh at a magic tournament as well so that's uh that's got that going for it i guess yep (laughs) <laughs> it's one of its pros. <laughs> yeah, I played Magic way, way back. I mean, 20 years ago, way back. And so, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have thought about... Because I've played, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and some of those other ones similar to that. Probably Yu-Gi-Oh! more than any of them. Um, which kind of have that Magic feel to it. But mm-hmm. just Magic itself is just so tainted by for me by just the uh the crowd that has a tendency to kind of migrate towards it uh yeah i i have trouble separating that kind of toxic negativity sure um youthful toxic negativity uh from from the actual game itself so that's probably super duper my hangout but yeah, but it is pretty prevalent. It is definitely a, a big part of the community. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. kind of a, yeah, it's kind of like, ugh, gross. <laughs> I definitely agree with that as well. I don't yeah. I don't like to go out. Like, I still have friends who play it regularly, and um, uh, I'll chat with them a lot of times after Magic plays. And he's kind of a grumpy guy in general, but after that, he's never in, like, a good mood. He's always just really annoyed at the people. Like yeah, I pwned this this thirteen year old talking right. trash about my mom. <laughs> well, <laughs> or he pwned me more likely. Right. And then, <laughs> While mom. talking trash about my mom, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, tra- mom trash talking is always part of it. <laughs> Just, they immediately go there. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Oh, you know, oh. one thing I could talk about is sort of briefly is I that I really am excited to get to the table is um so my one of my favorite games of all time which I've talked about before is uh Concordia and I for the longest time just was like I like Concordia base game it's totally fine but I finally ended up picking up Salsa and I'm going to hopefully get it played uh to the table uh I know exactly what it does and how it affects the game but I've not played with it so I'm super excited to do that and um, it adds a few other things, too, which is really uh, – I'm excited to try out. But mostly just having that salt commodity to play with the game is super exciting. So if anyone out there has played and has some tips or uh, shares my excitement, you can let, let us know through, a, through a, the many ways to contact us, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited just listening about listening to it. Uh, yeah, I, I am. And you know what? I actually remembered to – two-player games that Kirsten and I played 
uh, this week. Cool. And um, they're ones we've talked about before, and they're two of our favorite two-player-only games. Uh, but it bears repeating because it's probably been, I don't know, at least a year or more since we've talked about either one of them. So um, so probably not even beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> uh, but one is uh, Jaipur. Oh, cool. Which I love. And didn't you... You borrowed that from me once, right? Like for I did. like a year. Yeah, I did. yeah, it was quite a while. <laughs> I did, and I played it several times. I really enjoy that game as well. It's pretty great. I I do too. I do too. And every time, like I haven't played it in a while, I was like, yeah, I, I really like Jaipur. And then I kind of set it up, and I'm like, ah, now it's coming back. Like there's just, I don't know. It's so much fun. And it's uh, it's really strategic, and I feel like there's enough luck in it that you're not going to have... It's not like chess or something where you sit down and just you know one person's just going to own the other person forever. Uh, it, it's just there, there's... Because of the randomness of the, the cards and, and things like that, I think that uh, there's there's a lot of, of options for... Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for you to win or lose and so so you don't you could have two very differently skilled gamers uh and still still have a good time yeah nice i really like it too it's such it's um it is i'm trying it's probably like my one of my definitely my top three just two players it does what it does very well it's extremely smooth mechanisms and it's just really fun to engage with it it uh the can and it's just silly it's like the best you know, a lot of the greatest two-player games, I think, just have a uh, uh, little tongue-in-cheekness to it or just a silliness to it. Jaipur definitely does that. Um, the camel, I don't know, there's something about just going to the camel market that I just always get a kick out of. <laughs> just trading yeah, camels. just like, I'm going to take all these camels. Right. And then I'm going <laughs> to load them up with goods and take that, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's a good one. We played a couple rounds of that, uh, which we thoroughly enjoyed. We hadn't played it in probably close to a year. Um, and we also played Hanami Koji. Oh, which nice. is also, it's, I would say, is in my top three. Uh, maybe top two two-player games of all time. And um, just kind of recapturing that and sort of playing. I mean, we've played this thing probably hundreds of times. No exaggeration. And uh, and just to kind of get back in that feel of, oh, you know, it's it never gets easier because I, I don't feel like there is a just like uh, a tried and true. OK, you always do this and you'll always win, because especially when you're separating cards, you're like, OK, uh, here's three cards. I really want them to take. I'd be OK if they took this one or this one and they take the wrong one. and You're like, shit. And now, like, your whole plan's messed up and you don't know what to do with the. the so you kind of really have to try and and make it so that they could do anything and you'd still it'd still follow your plan but then that that's really tough to do so you're just it's uh it can be the only issue i have with this it can be very it, it can give you some analysis paralysis sometimes especially yeah. with the uh splitting four cards and they get to the other people get to choose which pair to take um and then the one where you put out three cards and they get to take one uh those those two can just be agonizing 
uh, and and we we did like I'd be like okay, oh no hold on uh, okay how about nope nope hold on hold on hold on um yeah it's just uh but that's that that's part of the fun like I Kirsten and I aren't the kind of game players that are gonna sit there and go like oh, come on mm-hmm. come on you know stop stop just just do something I mean we we kind of like that whole agonizing thing we kind of like watching each other sometimes agonize over a decision you know <laughs> so um but I, I i really i know i'm not selling this or anything but uh but i i really enjoy it and we even sleeved it oh uh, wow. finally finally because uh, i was starting to fall apart and <laughs> <laughs> and we realized that it was starting to fall apart and i'm like oh my gosh i don't have to buy a new one and um so, yeah, when hey, I have to sleeve a game, it's uh, we play it a lot. Have you guys? Do you guys have any of the mini expansions for Hanami Kochi? Yeah, um, I kind of forgot about Does this, but I saw these a, a bit ago. Have they they have these expansions? like it, they do. They've got well, they just they're just coming out or they came out this year, but they're little um, they're t- little mini expansions. So they include like uh, new tiles, and they come in this really like very japanese <laughs> little it looks like a kind of a little paper bag but it's actually the box or the the thing that it comes in but it's a um, thicker cardboard material but it comes with like additional tiles so it's and it's color specific and so huh. um i don't know what the varying differences do but it it's just a way i guess to augment the game and create new power options and um let's see yeah yeah they're all a little different so there's seven of them i think so you, you should check them out, I know because I know you guys like Hanami Koji a lot. And it is a great game. Yeah, and I've tried I've tried buying because uh, you know they have like all the sequel games. Uh, mm-hmm. They're kind of like sequels. They're made by the the same company and uh, they're in this with the same art and sort of in the same universe. It's like us. It's like Streets of Kyoto or something like that. Yeah. Um, and there's another one too. And we we haven't. I have them all and just have not enjoyed them nearly to the point that uh of Hanami Kochi. In fact, I I'm I think we've only played any of the rest of them maybe a couple of times and been like, "Oh, let's just play Hanami Kochi instead." Yeah, uh, it's hard to beat. Such it's, a good game. It's really yeah. It's really hard to beat. It's uh I remember yeah, I think I remember when you picked one of those up at least and you were super excited about it and then you're very disappointed about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Oh. Well, that's lame." In fact, I think I may have played one of them with you. Yeah, so I think so. Streets of Burano? Oh, Burano, yeah. Or, or, and then uh, I like there I was also one, like but... a something of Kyoto. Yeah, that's uh, the one I think I might have played. That's yeah, where it was kind of basically it ended up being um uh that uh Stratego, but like with maples. <laughs> right. Shadows of Kyoto. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's there's like three meeples and they have numbers on them and it's like <laughs> basically it it is Stratego but with like three meeples. And you're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> so it's like not only Stratego but it's like really lame Stratego. Huh. Well, so, that sounds I hate exciting. to bag on a <laughs> game, but uh but yeah, don't uh I I'm, it does not get my recommendation. So, but Hanami Koji does. Burano looks good, like just because there's walk. What is it? Walking in Burano and then Burano, and both look interesting. But yeah, which one did you play? Was it Burano or is Walking uh, in Burano? 
Walking I, in, or Brano has like little ton of little cubes, and walking in Brano is just all cards. I think it's the one with cubes. It I don't. I don't remember. Cool. And it's been it's been a while. I it's on my shelf. Yeah, like everything else. But yeah, um, yeah. I'd have to look. I don't even remember. It was uh, whichever one it was. Did not. Uh, I don't know. It didn't light me on fire. So. Yeah. Oh well. Hard to beat you, Hana Mikoji. Hard to get past you. Don't release yeah. your best. This, this is a lesson, designers. Don't release your best game for out front. Release some crappy ones and then surprise right. people with your best game. Yes. You know, yes. designers intentionally have like five games and they rate them by quality and they're like, this is my best one. When should I bring the good one out? Right, right. Although I can understand wanting to be like, hey, here's the best and then like everyone's like that's the best and so then they go buy all the crappy ones mm-hmm. which is what seemed to have happened <laughs> yeah yeah so oh well i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are people out there that absolutely love the Kyo- shadows of kyoto or whatever um and are just like hey this is uh, i'm sure somebody right now is getting angry listening to this going hey that's that's so much better than stratego because i don't know i I don't know. Maybe I, I have no idea how they would defend it, but I mean, I'm sure somebody is out there trying. Good yeah. for them, you know. Good, good for them. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> You're doing you, your best, fella. You, you do it. <laughs> you do you. And I, as long as I don't have to play that game, then we're we're fine. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's see. I have nothing else to add. I will. Uh, I'm excited. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm sure I'll have a ton to talk about next time. Uh, as, uh, some more to talk about next time with this big game day playthrough. Uh, it's at a f- game night. F- uh, contri- not, what am I, not member? I say contributor. Like we're some sort of like <laughs> company uh, member's house, and I am very curious about his house because he keeps making noises about how if anyone wants to sleep there because we're going to be playing until the evening, they're welcome to, and he can house up to eight of us. And I'm like, do you live in a mansion? Like where? Wow. I'm assuming he doesn't mean <laughs> we're all bunking together. <laughs> well, maybe he's got like a like a downstairs. He has like a bunch of bunk beds or something, or cots or something. <laughs> he bought his you house know, from like, a former cult or something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have an unfinished basement and eight cots. <laughs> yeah, these iron cots just came with the house and uh, all these <laughs> slippers, so weird. And robes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but oh my god, uh, yeah, am I being indoctrinated into a cult? Is this how it happens? You go to board games and suddenly you're shaving your head. Oh, boy. All right. Well, if I'm not back Sign in me a up. few weeks, you guys will know what happened. <laughs> Sign me up for that cult. I was going to say, for it sure. sounds pretty good. Like, for what I know of it so <laughs> far, does. I'm probably on board. Yeah. As far as cults go, I have certainly been invited to way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried a few cults out in my day. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, you, uh, I may or may not be ever back again, but I hopefully will be with some stories to tell. And uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's call it there. I think we did a good job getting back into it. Um, yeah. You can uh, get a hold of us in a few different ways. Give us some suggestions about what we uh, should talk about or your thoughts on what we did talk about. Your cult experiences, even. <laughs> Let us know if we're going to join a cult. What where, ones you've had experiences with and where we should go there. But uh, you can do that in a few different ways, of course. Twitter and Instagram at Roasted Games 1. 
You can also go to Facebook and find us, uh, Roasted Games, there. We're the Flaming Dice logo. Then you can all go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Roasted Games page and fill out our comment form. Any of those would work, and there are many more, but those are the best ones. Uh, we'd love to mm-hmm. hear from you guys. We love when we hear from you guys. It's always nice to kind of have some communication and figure out what you guys are playing or get some input on how we're doing and what we're talking about. So uh, definitely reach out there. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we will catch you all in the next episode. Bye.